0: Welcome to All The Glitters. A podcast about inspiring relationships and stellar humans. Everything is an opportunity if you choose to see it that way. Only thinking something is a problem is what makes it a problem. Hello, hello. Welcome to the All The Glitters podcast. Today marks my very first solo episode, con solo, if you will. And it's gonna be on perspective. Last week, my lovely co-host and fiance did a very uplifting episode on 10 habits from the people she admires most. And if you haven't listened to that one, you should do yourself a favor and check it out. But it was the inspiration for my episode this week on perspective, because initially I thought I would compliment her episode with ideas, people, books, maybe even that I'm just really inspired by, but when I was making a list of what I was going to discuss, I found a very common thread amongst all of the aforementioned categories, and it was all related to formulating a constructive perspective on things that happen to you in one form or another, so I thought, let's cut out the middleman, and just have an open forum on perspective and some techniques to help keep that perspective productive. I boiled it down to the five ways you can bring your mind back to a productive place when drama, setbacks, adversity, call it what you will, show up. So to set the stage, I'm going to quote Shakespeare. Nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. We live in a world defined by contrast and our understanding of that world lies in the opinions we make of it and the perspectives we create when making sense of that which happens to us. So consider for a moment how you are juxtaposing things in your life to formulate your definition of the world around you. Now, really getting to the heart of the episode... How is it making you feel and is it working for you or is it working against you? Because while we can't control the world around us necessarily, we can control our thought process and perspective of it. And that's why I think it's vital to have some tools when we need to reorient or reground ourselves if life just feels like it's starting to disrupt our level-headedness and pull us to a place of anxiety. In light of that, our first trick starts off by talking about mosquitoes. (laughs) Now, bear with me here. We just moved to Florida, and the mosquitoes are everywhere. So, one day I kind of went down a rabbit hole on Google and started looking up all the things that mosquitoes are attracted to, what we can do to avoid them where they typically congregate on properties and how long they live you get the idea well turns out male mosquitoes live about a week and their female counterparts about a month but i was kind of blown away thinking about what a short lifespan this bug has and sidebar turns out that's not even the shortest there's a bug called the drone ant that only has the lifespan of about three days but i digress imagine how much more valuable each day would be if we were only allotted this amount of time to live. Now, I hope I'm not getting too morbid thinking like this, but I really feel it makes you want to use the blessing of roughly 70-plus years more purposefully when contrasted with a life that could be so much shorter. We'll call this part of the episode a Bug's Life. (laughs) Anyways... It's inevitable to encounter days where we are having a difficult time getting motivated or can't seem to lift ourselves up emotionally. So it's good to have some tools to help freshen your perspective to a place of gratitude for the time we do have. So that's perspective tip number one, find a way to value your time by being grateful for it. Now, like I said, This episode is all about using contrast to take control of your thinking and make your perspective work for you so that you're not being moved by anxiety to see things in a distorted way. So getting to the second trick, which comes at this from the opposite way by contemplating how small or insignificant our lifespan is in context of the whole universe to overcome the small stuff. And like the book says, it's all small stuff. Humans occupy a very small space in an immensely vast universe. Traveling at the speed of light, it would take us over 100,000 years to cross the Milky Way galaxy. In consideration of the entire universe, we still wouldn't have gone that far. Scientists estimate that the Milky Way is just one of the two trillion galaxies in the observable universe and the region of space that they occupy stretches out at least 90 billion light years. I read somewhere that if you imagine Earth shrunk down to the size of a single grain of sand and you imagine that the size of that grain of sand relative to the Sahara Desert, you are still nowhere near to comprehending how infinitesimally small a position we occupy in space. Carl Sagan hit this point home when Discussing the famous pale blue dot photograph taken by Voyager 1. He said, our planet is nothing more than a mode of dust suspended in a sunbeam. And that's just thinking in terms of the spatial dimension. The universe as we know it has existed for around 13.8 billion years. If we shrank that span of time down to a single year, with the Big Bang occurring at midnight on January one and our present time being December 31st, 11.59 p.m. at the 59-second mark, the first human only just made an appearance at roughly 10.30 p.m. on the last day of the year, December 31st. So it's fair to say that our time on this planet will amount to nothing more than just a flash in the grand scheme of things. We are extremely small when looked at from this context. So when petty things feel like they have the gravity of a dying star, you see what I did there. Remind yourself this. In light of the vastness of space and time, how many followers I have on Instagram or stressing about what kind of car you drive or how you came off to someone at a social gathering, it's wasted time because it doesn't really matter. These insignificant transgressions are only misguided signals from our egos furthermore these signals really diminish the time and attention we spend in the present so use this to keep your focus on what's important and from straying away to a place of anxiety over petty stressors that don't really matter so number two in summation understand humanity's insignificance when you're caught up in the petty details of the weeds of everyday life Moving on to perspective technique number three, imagine how you would feel if it were 10 years down the road. When it comes to making investments in self or maybe needing to move on from loss of some sort, it helps to think about things from a perspective of how you might feel looking back on them 10 years from now. I remember applying for this job many years ago around the time I first moved to New York City. I invested so much of my time and energy in trying to get this position. Late nights, making connections with people that already work there, brainstorming new ideas for projects they're currently working on, so I had something to discuss potentially in an interview. I remember even being told by other employees that this is a sure thing. So I applied, I interviewed, and I waited for about a month to find out that I didn't get the job. In the moment, I was a little confused, and I was definitely distraught because this didn't match up to my blueprint. I had already kind of mapped out a future with this company, but I didn't, I just, I didn't really expect it to unfold in rejection. So in that moment, it just, it really felt like I was stuck. I, I felt like I wasn't going to move forward with my life in the way I wanted to. Fast forward, not even six months later, it was barely a distant memory. And a year later, I was grateful for the missed opportunity because I had found something that ended up being even more rewarding. All that to say, if you're listening to this, you've definitely been in a situation where you've lost an opportunity, a job, or a role that you thought was going to be game-changing. In that moment, it feels like you're headed backwards, and life as we know it will never get better. I think if we were to flip it, we can all pinpoint times in our past where we had similar feelings but things still managed to turn out okay in spite of the doom and gloom emotions we were experiencing in that present moment. It's okay to be sad or have anxiety for a moment. But when it's time to move on, it's helpful to remember that this moment of disruption will soon pass and things will one day be restored to equilibrium. And oftentimes quicker than we think perspective tip number four imagine what your past self would think if they saw you now this reminds me of a quote the things you take for granted someone else is praying for and in response to that sometimes that person could be your former self when you need to feel a wave of gratitude stop and take inventory of what you may have accomplished over the years It's so easy to feel like we're standing still and not going anywhere because of the typically gradual process with which time passes us. But looking back with a lens of gratitude on the things you wanted five or 10 years ago and juxtaposing them with where you are now can be a really helpful way to feel blessed and to feel encouragement for when you're feeling like you need a little reassurance or a little boost of gratitude. Now, if you haven't had the best track record over the last decade and maybe have been moving backwards, you can still use this perspective, but in a slightly different way. Instead of contrasting you now with your former self, consider the present version of yourself up against somebody less fortunate that would be elated to possess what you have now. I think people typically perform much better when they're operating from a place of gratitude over a place of dissatisfaction. So it's helpful to have ways to usher your thinking into a state of awareness of the good you have to offer or areas you can provide value versus primarily being skilled at pinpointing out your differences and shortcomings. That's perspective tip number four. The last perspective technique, number five, is imagine how much worse things could be when something throws you off course and you feel like quitting. I hope I'm not a broken record in saying this, but it's central to the point, so I'll repeat it again. How we feel about the world is largely centered in our opinions of things that happen to us and not necessarily the events themselves. So it's helpful in constructing a productive and realistic mindset of our circumstances to understand that when life inevitably throws that curveball our way, it can typically get much worse. And even though it doesn't feel like that, that's the reality. You may have been right on track to reach a goal that you had set sail on long ago or feel like you are making progress towards some greatly important endpoint and Something happened that threw off your forward momentum and now you feel all is lost. I think it's fair to say that adversity is just a haphazard part of almost any equation and it should be expected in plotting any course of action. I think the trick with all of this is to resist its persuasive presence from convincing you to quit. I would imagine there's always someone else who wishes they were starting where you are currently or someone who has endured much more and ended up further ahead. When I say that, I think of somebody like Abraham Lincoln who went to war an army captain and returned a private. He was a failure as a businessman. As a lawyer in Springfield, he was too impractical, they said, and too temperamental to be successful in law. He turned to politics. He was defeated his first try for legislature then again defeated for his first attempt at congress and over and over and over again up until he finally just catharted to a friend in a letter he said i am now the most miserable living man if i were equally distributed to the whole of humankind there would not be one cheerful face on earth damn (laughs) that's heavy And then he went on to be one of the greatest presidents in history. (laughs) But can you not juxtapose what you're going through and think about somebody like Abraham Lincoln who went through hell and back and still managed to end up on top? I think in any bad situation, it can always be much worse. Or someone likely exists who has overcome a greater adversity or more consistent adversity to still end up rising to the top everything is an opportunity if you choose to see it that way only thinking something is a problem is what makes it a problem thank you for tuning in to today's all the glitters podcast i know this was a bit of a brief episode but i'm so glad to have had the opportunity to bend your ears even if for a short period of time so until next time take care Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Check us out and find more sparkle at allthanglitterspodcast.com.